0: You're listening to Comedy Central. January 21st, 2020. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition.
1: I'm Trevor Noah. Our guest tonight is an actor who stars in the new Comedy Central show, Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Beanie Wong is joining us, everybody. <laughs> also on tonight's show, it's Hillary versus Bernie all over again. A wrestling match gets violent and Mitch McConnell is taking the Senate to school. So let's catch up on today's headlines. <laughs> let's kick things off with some good news from the airline industry where one successful company is thanking its employees in the only way that counts, with cash.
0: We're learning more about a mega bonus that employees at Delta Airlines are getting. The company was so profitable last year is giving back $1.6 billion. The bonus equals about two months extra pay for each employee. One reason the company has such a good year is it does not fly the Boeing 737 MAX, which (laughs) has been grounded for months. That's right. Delta
1: crushed it this year, mostly because they have planes that can land. Yeah. (laughs) Which is apparently something customers prefer. And it's ironic. It's really ironic because last year, people were shitting on Delta for not having the newest planes. Right Then new planes started crashing, and so now Delta's in the lead, yeah. You know what, this is is how your friend with a flip phone feels whenever someone with an iPhone gets hacked, yeah? They're just like, that's right, who's got the lame-ass phone now? (laughs) Yeah, if you wanna hack my nudes, you gotta come to my house, you iCloud-having mother Now, if you excuse me, I have to make a call because I can't text, hello? (laughs) So, good for Delta, sharing their profits with employees. Of course, not to be outdone, Spirit Airlines has announced that they're going to let their employees keep any gum they find under the armrests. (laughs) Spirit Airlines, our planes don't have trash cans, they are trash cans. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on to the world of sports. Have you ever watched your team losing and wished that you could jump in to help? Well, that's exactly what this North Carolina dad did. A North Carolina man was arrested after getting too involved in
0: his son's high school wrestling match. At one point, the wrestler in the gray uniform picks up the wrestler in the black uniform, slams him to the ground. The referee ruled the move was illegal and blew the whistle. But moments later, a man runs out, knocks the wrestler to the ground. It was the other
1: boy's dad. The man was arrested, charged with assault and disorderly conduct. God damn! What was that father thinking? You can't just run in from the sidelines and beat up a teenager. Your son has to tag you in first, come on. (laughs) Rules of wrestling. And if you think that's bad, you should have seen him at his daughter's ballet recital. That shit is insane. (laughs) And look, I get the dad's anger, but you realize this thing could have gotten out of hand, right? Because no one thinks about this, but. What if the other wrestler's dad saw it happen and then he jumped in, right? And then what if the first dad's dad jumped in to help him? Then the other guy's grandfather jumped in, then a coffin just lands on all of them. Gotta think of these things. But this is why I never bring my mom to the Emmys. Parents are really competitive, yeah. If I brought my mom to the Emmys and then she sees me lose to John Oliver, she'll rush the podium and tackle him to the ground. Yeah, poor John will be on the ground screaming like, holy shit, I've just been tackled by a woman from South Africa. And by the way, that's not South Africa, that's South Africa. <laughs> right, and finally, speaking of surprise tackles, Hillary Clinton is back in the news. And this time, she's coming for Bernie. This morning we are hearing for the first time explosive comments from
2: Hillary Clinton about her 2016 Democratic challenger Bernie Sanders.
0: In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Clinton will not commit to backing Sanders if he is the Democratic nominee in 2020. She also doubles down on comments that she made in an upcoming documentary in which she said, quote, nobody likes him. On the Hill.
2: This is Hillary Clinton speaking. He was in Congress for years. He had one senator support him. Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. It's all just baloney. And I feel so bad that people got sucked into it. The reporter asked, Does that assessment still hold? And she says, Yes, it does. And then she goes on, If he gets the nomination, will you endorse and campaign for him? And she says, I'm not going to go there yet.
1: Hillary, what are you doing? The election is just about to begin and now you're coming out throwing punches? This is not the time to reopen old wounds. You can just say, as Democrats, we always support our nominee, and then go home and punch that bag you have with Bernie's face on it. Cause like, what does that even mean? Let's be honest, what does that mean? Hillary won't support Bernie? So if he's the nominee, who else is she gonna campaign for? Trump? Actually, I'd love to see that, I won't lie. No, that would be amazing if Trump was just up there like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Crooked Hillary. <laughs> like, Hillary comes a hello everybody, lock me up, lock me up, lock me up. But look Matt. as much as I don't agree with Hillary's timing, I don't think she's completely wrong about Bernie not being well-liked in Washington because Bernie himself has said this, right? He said he doesn't do pleasantries. He's not trying to be nice with people. He doesn't schmooze and rub elbows. He's just there to do what he's there to do. And honestly, that's what I like about Bernie. Like, his personality is kind of like the beginning of a Snickers commercial, you know? Just like, Bernie, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Have this. He's like, bullshit, I don't like chocolate and I don't like you. Get that shit out of my face. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on top story. Today was a historic day for the United States. And not just because the Lincoln Memorial finally got a standing desk. No, (laughs) today was historic because it was the first day of Donald Jesus Trump's impeachment trial. (laughs) A trial where the Republican controlled Senate will decide whether the president is innocent or if he is in fact the most innocent man in the history of innocence. (laughs) So let's check in on the latest developments in another installment of The Magical Wonderful Road to Impeachment.
0: It's probably presidential harassment.
1: So, the third presidential impeachment trial in American history began today. And because impeachment is such a momentous occasion, the Senate had to kick things off with a formal proclamation.
2: The U.S. Senate is about to take on an historic and perhaps grueling task. The impeachment trial
0: of President Donald Trump. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. All persons are commanded to keep silent on pain of imprisonment, while the Senate of the United States is sitting for the trial of the articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives against Donald John Trump, President of the United States.
1: Okay, someone needs to get this dude a Red Bull. (laughs) No, because he's announcing impeachment, but it sounds like a Medieval Times employee on his last day. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I don't get paid enough for thine bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those phrases that has to be shouted. Certain phrases have to be shouted, like, make some noise, or you're not even my real dad. (laughs) Gotta shout certain things. And despite the ASMR intro, Trump's impeachment trial <laughs> is already filled with drama. Just look at the all-star defense team President Trump put together, right? This is an insane team that Trump collected. It's got Ken Starr, the lawyer who is famous for doing the investigation that led to Bill Clinton's impeachment. And it's got Alan Dershowitz, who's <laughs> famous for defending O.J. Simpson. So these lawyers are perfect for Trump because they have experience with super guilty people and super horny presidents. It's great, it's a good combination. <laughs> But I will say this, Trump's lawyers may want to polish up their defense strategy because things have already gotten off to a rocky start.
0: The president's legal team offering the first glimpse of their defense, that the president did nothing wrong, did not commit a crime, and that even the Democrats' argument of abuse of power does not rise to an impeachable offense, something one of his lawyers Alan Dershowitz maintained over the weekend.
1: The articles of impeachment are two non-criminal actions.
2: But many constitutional scholars disagree. Trump's lawyer Alan Dershowitz himself once argued the opposite during the Clinton impeachment. It certainly doesn't have to be a crime. If you have somebody who completely corrupts the office of president.
1: Yes, it turns out that over the past 20 years, Alan Dershowitz's legal opinions have changed as much as his hairstyles. (laughs) Because you see right now he's saying abuse of power is not an impeachable offense. But back in the 90s, he says it was. And look, I mean, we all did something we regret in the 90s. I mean, I walked around in that Missy Elliott outfit for a whole year. Yeah, every time I left the house, the garbage men tried to throw me in the truck. But according to Dershowitz, according to Dershowitz, this is really interesting. What he said in the 90s was in fact correct. And what he's saying now is also in fact correct.
2: Previously, you said it doesn't have to be a crime if the guy, if the the person in office completely corrupts the office of president. Now you're saying criminal-like. So you're not, so corrupting the office of the president, is that in your criminal light or criminal-like No, uh, no, it's not, so and it's that, not. Was so, so, that was rejected. That was rejected by the so framers. you were was wrong. Wrong. I ha- saying you were wrong I, back then. I was saying that I'm much more correct right now, having done much all the more research, because that's that the issue.
1: <laughs> I didn't do the research back then, okay. because that wasn't an so issue. I've done the research okay. now. I wasn't wrong, I am just far more correct now than I was then. <laughs> Wait, what? I wasn't wrong, I am just far more correct now than I was then? That is one of the most original lines I have ever heard in my life. And that's a great line for a lawyer, but thank God this guy doesn't work on a bomb squad. Cause that would be a disaster. He would just be like, cut the yellow wire. Wait, cut the red one. I already cut the yellow one. Yeah, well, I wasn't wrong about yellow, but the red one is more correct. (laughs) Don't worry, we're not gonna die. We're just gonna be less alive. (laughs) So, that's where Trump's I love the 90s legal team is at. And we'll see them make their arguments later this week, but today, today the Senate was all about establishing the ground rules of this impeachment trial. And it sounds like it's gonna be a pretty tight ship It is an historic day in Washington, where
0: the U.S. will meet in just a few hours to start the impeachment trial of the president of the United States. For the senators today, it's gonna feel like a really long day at school. You know, those cubbies that many of your kids have. The senators are gonna have to put their phones and electronics in those special boxes just off the Senate floor because they're not allowed to have them there. They're not allowed uh, to speak to the senators that are next to them or read anything that's not related to the trial. All of that on pain of imprisonment. Technically, a senator could get arrested if they got up to take a bathroom break that wasn't approved.
1: Damn, no talking, no phones, no unapproved bathroom breaks, or you could go to jail. These poor senators, this doesn't sound like a trial. It sounds like detention. (laughs) Yeah, remember in school when you were just locked up, just sitting there? I just imagine them sitting inside the Senate chamber now, looking out the window, has Nancy Pelosi and the other house reps play kickball outside. Nancy's just like, wow, we're having so much fun. I can't wait to go to the bathroom without getting arrested. <laughs> now, Now, most of those rules are standard. Those are standard rules for impeachment trials, and they're designed to make sure that the senators are paying attention and that they're focused. But Mitch McConnell has introduced some other rules for this trial, and they're clearly designed to get this thing over with as fast as possible.
0: If Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has his way, the vote to convict or acquit President Trump will come sooner rather than later. McConnell presenting his proposed trial rules that break
2: from the Clinton model. Mitch McConnell releasing his long-awaited blueprint. Each side will have 24 hours over just two days to make their opening statements. It means senators could have to sit for 12-hour sessions, part of the Republican push for a faster trial. But Democrats say Republicans are trying to hide the president's misconduct in the dead of night.
0: He could force presentations to take place at two or three in the morning. The McConnell resolution will result in a rush trial with little evidence in the dark of night. Literally, the dark of night.
1: We said that, the dark of night. Literally, the dark of night but that is no joke. 12 hour sessions that last until the early morning. That's cruel for anyone, especially cruel for this group. I mean, these people are usually in bed by Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> no one's up here until 2 a.m. And you know, for a guy who shares so much DNA with turtles, McConnell sure wants to move fast. You know what I feel like? I feel like McConnell will be the worst person to go on a date with, you know? Cause he seems like one of those people who would order the appetizer, the main course, and the dessert all at the same time. You know, just to rush things along, you just be like, yeah, bring us the soup, the steak, the hot for Sunday, and the check. We're getting the check. It's all formality. We're just going to smash. Marr. Yeah, just pour the soup on your steak. Marr. Yeah, let's keep things moving. Marr. Now, after some pushback from Susan Collins and other moderate Republicans, McConnell has now changed the rules at the last minute today so that each side would have three days instead of two days to present their case. And a lot of people are saying Mitch McConnell was wrong to even try and rush this process in the first place. But what people don't understand is, Mitch wasn't wrong before, he's just more correct (laughs) now. (laughs) We'll be right back. As we spoke about before the break, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has recently come under fire for his Senate impeachment rules, his attempt to rush through the trial and for his performance in the movie, (laughs) Doolittle. But for more on the speedy Senate trial, we turn to a man who is also known for finishing quickly, Michael Costa. everybody. (laughs) Michael, you're at the Capitol
0: right now. Don't these rules seem restrictive? No, maybe, Trevor, but we need rules. Without rules, civilization would collapse, and I would have to put on leather and fight rabid dogs for water and not for fun, like I do now. (laughs) Rules are what makes society, like stand to the right on the escalator or keep quiet when you're in a movie theater. And you know what I'm talking about, Trevor. Why would I know what you're talking about? Look, all I'm saying is I think Black Panther already knew someone was behind him. He didn't need your help. Well, I think I saved him, but let's move on. Uh, I get it,
1: I get it, I get it. We need rules, but it Mm. seems like Mitch McConnell designed most of these rules to help Trump instead of having a fair trial. Like, the length of the trial is compressed. Mm. There might not be witnesses. Uh, Come on, Mitch
0: McConnell is tough, but fair. Look, look at these rules, okay? Each side... Gets equal time to make their case. Okay, Republicans will speak at 9 a.m. and then th- tomorrow, and then the Democrats will speak at 6:30 on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, and <laughs> and the witness rules are equal too. Both sides are free to subpoena any of the contestants from Celebrity Apprentice. And and hey, some of the rules even favor the Democrats. This rule says that only Democrats get free iced tea all day long, and it's right after the rule that says absolutely no bathroom breaks. So. <laughs> No bathroom breaks
1: and free iced tea sounds like the Democrats are being set up. And Costa, look, it's, it's obvious that Mitch McConnell is trying to brush this whole impeachment thing under the rug. I mean, the press have even complained that he's restricted how they can cover
0: proceedings. Uh, that's fine. Okay, we don't even need the press in that room. Everything will be covered by Mitch Magazine, okay? <laughs> it, it's like O Magazine, but only for Mitch. It's very unpopular. Now, if you'll excuse me, Trevor, I have to go. I had some of that free iced tea for the Democrats, and I think it gave me chlamydia, so. <laughs> Costa, I- iced tea can't give you chlamydia. Either way, I have chlamydia, so. All right, well,
1: Michael Costa, everyone. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a Tony Award-winning theater, film, and television actor who stars in the new series on Comedy Central called Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Please welcome B.D. Wong. (laughs) Welcome to The Daily Show. These people are very nice. They are very nice. They're very, very nice people. Thank you. Um, welcome to the show.
2: Yes, thank you for having me. Uh,
1: congratulations on yet another show. I feel like you are one of those people that I have watched my entire life, and yet you have never aged. Uh,
2: okay. I just
1: know you in every movie, like, you have the same face, and you've played such a wide berth of roles. You play villains, you play, you play good guys, you, you play, like, extreme characters, like in Mr. Robot, like, one of the, the, the baddest people and one of the most complicated characters. Now you're playing a dad in a comedy. Is yes. this Is
2: this a big departure for you? It is. It really is. I don't play a lot of, like, kind of, n- like, heteronormative, nice guys <laughs> with, a, you know, a nice relationship to his, his, his sweet but troubled daughter. Right. It's, it's, it's a new thing for me. And it's also a comedy in a way that it's, it's refreshing for me. Because I've doing, been doing a lot of serious stuff. I kind of rediscovered after I left Law & Order SVU, which I was on for 11 years. Uh-huh. I, I rediscovered... <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I rediscovered that I was a character actor and that I really started really getting into like re, reacquainting myself with that super creative kind of transformative kind of work. And so then after Mr. Robot, which just finished its yes. last season, uh, this show came along and it was kind of the perfect thing for me to kind of uh, stretch different muscles, comedy muscles that right. I hadn't used in, in decades and um, kind of... Uh, a, a kind of a sweetness, a warm quality of a, 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 a family kind of quality, right. which I like, which I really like. The show has
1: has a really beautiful storyline and an arc to it because it, it feels genuine. It's about this family who is Asian, but then it's not like about them being Asian. It, it is. They're it? just Asian. Yeah. And then they have a life and they have a story.
2: And then people, I don't know if people really understand how rare that is for us, for my community, the Asian community, the, that that for us to have a, a a family that's not there because they're Asian um, and and because of our representation is so kind of. Low, right. that that it, it is a kind of meaningful thing to, to see a family that's just being a family and having family issues that yes. are not ready. Yes. So therefore, it's kind of even more universal than um an 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 Asian show that's super Asian specific. Right. And and it's nice that way. I mean, we've really as an audience member, I've craved it, and so it, it's it's nice to be involved in it. I was in Margaret Cho's show in the 90s that was all that, American Girl. That was Girl, I think that first was the Asian first American, American
1: family. family.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so the, you know my, when I compare the experience that I had on Margaret's show. Um, Margaret struggled a lot and not not for for any reasons that were related to Margaret and Margaret's stardom or talent. It, It was a different time and Margaret was kind of in some ways shoehorned into a kind of Corporate idea right, of what right, market right, could right. be, and Aquafina is allowed to really do her thing. Aquafina has taken the initiative to hire uh, writers around her and surround herself with with many women writers and people of color, as as well as the directors. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it shows in the final product. We don't we don't flinch about all of the the things that we're describing in the show that are either specifically Asian or related to being Asian, because they're all kind of from and uh, created by the people who really know what those Things up. It comes oh. from an authentic place.
1: It does. Right, it, it's it really, interesting, because yeah. I remember Michelle Yeoh said that, uh, you know, after Crazy Rich Asians, which was really beautiful, she said, we have no problem laughing at ourselves, but laugh with us, not at us. Yes,
2: absolutely. Which and there is, was there was a history of us being laughed at or derided or whatever. Yes. That took a, it has taken us a long time to even a, uh, teach people that there's a difference, you know, right. the difference between those th- two things.
1: You have a career that, that is now really, I mean, it spans from, from comedy shows all the way to giant movies, you know, like the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World franchise yes. is one that you you have been an intricate part of. Did you ever predict that you would become basically the baddest person? In a I mean there's the dinosaurs. Of the yeah. Um, and like there's like raptors and T-Rexes and it's like, no, you're the bad guy. That's yes, pretty wild. Because
2: I made them, yeah, because they <laughs> yes, yes. I'm also yes, I don't well I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I, I what does it feel like he was a, a very a pod, benign then? character in the first movie. Yes,
1: that's what I mean. It, it he was, was just very like, sweet.
2: And he 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 was kind of related to the original, the book, uh, the first yes. Jurassic Park book. And then he's taken a turn which is much more interesting. Uh, and 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 who knows, and there's another movie coming out, you know, in, in a year and a half it's it's a, all all of these things trevor it's like a i'm i feel very lucky and then they they just kind of come to me and i'm i'm very lucky that i that i don't uh that I have this, this this wealth of a menu of things that I get to choose from right. and get to do them because it really does allow me to explore my creativity as a character actor and as a, a creative person and and I'm I'm I hate to say the G word I'm grateful you know for uh,
1: oh I didn't know what the G I was yeah. like there's a I was like there's a G word now what is the G word. I was like, there's a G word? Great. I think you can say grateful. I don't think we,
2: I don't think we bleep grateful on I've the show. I've been talking about gratefulness in my therapy. Um, but you, then, you can know, say because, grateful. Yes, and because, is that like and I, I guess upon I have in a, some places? No, but I think I have an issue. It's, it's, no, we shouldn't get into it right now, but it, <laughs> it, 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 it is a thing that I feel is overused, easily overused, I understand. Right? Hashtag saying. grateful. Hashtag
1: okay. grateful. Yes, so I grateful. say hashtag blessed, that's my thing. Yes,
2: okay, yes. Right, yeah.
1: but I think you are hashtag blessed and we are hashtag grateful for you, seeing you on the screen in an amazing, new show thank you so much for being here with us i really appreciate it thank you very much Akupina is nora from queens is january 22nd at ten thirty p.m on comedy central bd wong everybody
0: the daily show with trevor noah ears edition watch the daily show weeknights at 11 10 central on comedy central and the comedy central app watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com.